Hi, June. Well, hi, Casey. <laughs> hi, Beth. How are you? I'm doing well. We're both in bed doing our work from there, which feels right. Feels nice to meet you there. And I appreciate you calling this work. Yeah, you know. I really do. When, when you do it, you're right. Because when you do what you love, it never feels really like work. You know, and it is right. a pleasure to be here. It is a pleasure to be here. I I want to alert, yeah, our deep divers mm. and our bitch sesh fans mm. that we have a very special episode coming at you <laughs> and coming to you. <laughs> and I, I don't even know that I can say it's adjacent to any of our material. A little more hours, perhaps. <laughs> You know, perhaps. perhaps. Today, you know, both Danielle Schneider and Jessica St. Clair are with loved ones, not us. And so we've been, when left up to our own devices, you know, the mice will play. And we decided actually what we needed to deep dive into is the deep end. And the reality we needed to recap is the Kardashians on Hulu. And, you know, I have a very fraught relationship with Jessica, Jessica's relationship to the Kardashians because she touches in and out so recklessly. Makes me feel so unsafe. I I don't know where, I don't know who I'm talking to. You know, sometimes I'm like, she knows the, you know, the entire history, the canon. And then there are other times where I'm like, do you know which sister is which? And, you know... I'm glad she's not here. And I don't want to say I'm glad a dear friend's not here, but at the same time, Danielle loves Courtney. So none of us are safe. And the feedback, June, if I may, I have gotten from our last episode in which Danielle went on a monologue. What did she say? That she thinks Courtney's quote, sweet. June, I've never received more feedback against, again, a dear friend. And I hope they're having a great time, you know, with family. But... I've never heard anything like it. People were apoplectic at Danielle's take. I'll never forget. So deep divers, uh, you know, bitch sessions, you're in, you're already in, you know what we're about to talk about. But we are, I I need to start with the Kardashians because... And this will bounce back and forth because there are through lines I've thought of, June, (laughs) between cults and the Kardashians. Pieces of connection, connective tissue. (laughs) Yes, please welcome to um, Cults-Dashians, June and I's very special episode. If you're still with us, Yeah, if you're still here. Thanks. But Casey, I would like to direct Danielle to an episode that has like been burned into my memory. And that was right after Scott's dear parents both perished within, I want to say, like months of each other. And after he came, he came back to L.A. And I'll never forget Courtney wanting to find out, like, from his experience of seeing his mom pass, what the other side was like. Like, her first question was like, oh, wish I had been there to get a handle on what the transition looked like. What? I don't even I remember like, this, this woman. You don't remember this? This woman oh, is see, a Oh, what piece I was stuck on was when he's going through his beloved parents' home in the Hamptons, and Danielle should like them because her family's connected to Scott's family. They were in a similar community growing up. That does nothing for her. When they're going mm-hmm. through his parents' beloved Hamptons' home, and he goes, you know, I wish we'd come here more. And Courtney's like, yeah, yeah. And then had the fucking nerve to do Courtney and Chloe take the Hamptons. Then took the Hamptons to take them later. Take them when his parents are still there for the taking. Yeah. Yeah. It was such a fuck you. And I am sure now. And we'll get into Scott because, 
you know, the fact that Scott in this last episode still on the show. The fact that Scott's still on the show. And then Casey, I was LOLing when he's talking to Chloe about Tristan and is just like, I don't know what's up with men these days. Like, does anyone have any sense? I'm like, but she's like, no one's got a moral compass. He's like, nah, one, but us. (laughs) No, 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 no. You are also a you were a terrible partner. But I love him. You know, I do I love, do love him. him too. I yeah. said aloud while watching last night with him in his talentless sweatshirt watching the kids. I did feel like the kids were flipping too much in the trampoline and that personally raised a flag for me as a, you know, parent and sure. safety. And I said aloud, I'm in love with him. David was next to me. <laughs> he does something to me. And you know what? I think what the... What something's happened between the Kardashians and men because they have like establish this narrative where they want to rehabilitate men. You know, they want to. And so, and Scott, I think is actually like a great example of having done this quite well, you know? And so then they try with the Robs. They try with- That's their brother. But he is also Chloe's lover, I believe. That relate that brother sister. I mean, and Jessica's on a, a brother sister like camping trip right now, and I know you're you're also on a brother trip right now. And you know my brother's here now. David, my husband <laughs> said that my this is the most disgusting thing I've ever heard. He said my brother and I are the world's greatest. Will they? Won't they? It's so weird. And but by the way, I I think Chloe and Scott are as well. Oh, oh I was just gonna say, why aren't these two dropping their swords and being together? He loves her. He, he delights her. in her. They, do you agree with me, June, if given their druthers, if they could all put their heads down on a desk and vote with one hand, with no one seeing, okay, they would vote for Scott instead of Courtney and their family. Oh, a thousand percent. And I mean Chris too. A thousand percent. A thousand percent. Now, I will say this, and I I know, actually, I know it's not a safe space to say it, but I'm going to say it anyway. I (sighs) agree. I think Courtney is strange and... Cold. Um, cold and like the little dead. I've also heard she's very mean and orders everybody around. Crew. Yeah, I believe it. I believe it. And there's something about her sort of entering into the goth. <laughs> <laughs> you know, like chopping off that hair and heading into sort of a, you know, undead bride type of like situation where I'm suits like, her. it suits her. It's like, oh, yeah, you were never with the living. No, if anything, it's the transition Scott's mom made that she was so curious about. Yes. And then when I watch, yes. And then when I watch her and Travis, I'm like, this is some fucking vampire shit. Well, it's a vampire world. He's given up alcohol or whatever. I know he's got some addiction stuff and he's now addicted to her. I know. What's going on with those kisses? What What's is going, going on, on with those <laughs> smooches? It makes me physically ill. I'm with Mason. I stand with Casey, Mason. Who's like, Mom! It is. It is excessive. It's disgusting. And like, they're constantly like tonguing oh, each other. It's just, and it's constantly she's jumping up and wrapping her legs around her. If I did that to my husband, he would break in half. <laughs> He simply couldn't handle it, you know? Always. And then, like, we have to watch on screen. I mean, sometimes it's too much to watch head on. Like, she jumps on top of him. Oh, I look away. Yeah. And then he, like, slowly starts to hump her. And I'm like, Chris is there. Chris is 
standing there. It's what? Chris is like, jingle bells, <laughs> jingle bells. Okay. Okay, when they played that song in the SUV, why was it so offbeat? The the sync was off. Something was deeply wrong. Okay, because so you're I've telling heard me that's that not the song. And no, and and look, Thank is God. it much different? <laughs> no, but Travis is one of we'll give him this the world's greatest drummers, drummers and he's got the beat right. Let's just say that. Thank you, because I was like, how did they let this on TV? It's like the most haunting, like jingle bells, jingle bells, jingle all the way. It's no, again, it's not good, but it's cute and fun and peppy, and I actually think it's the best Travis can bring us. And I thought it was an inspired idea, and I love that Chris showed up in her tartan. Christmas suit. I did love that. I did love that. I fucking love Chris. The amount of times they cut to her and she starts every testimonial. Even if someone's like, yeah, you know, like finally I got my workout room set up. She's like, anytime I can spend with family is so meaningful. <laughs> every single testimonial. You know, what's interesting about Chris is, and I appreciate this about her. I do not say this with any sort of judgment. I Careful. appreciate, well, I appreciate that when I think of her um, grandmothering style, I don't see her getting too mired down in the muck of the kids. Nope. I haven't seen her on her knees. I haven't seen her throw a ball. I haven't seen her change a diaper. I haven't seen her do shit. I haven't seen her bend over. I really haven't. And I'm like... But I'm good with that. I really admire it. I'm like, Chris is... Um, approaching grandmotherhood from a really healthy distance. Chris raised six kids. Yeah, she's like, I'm she's raised all, all their baby men as well. Yes, she has. And now she's got 3,700 grandkids. And she says, you know what? I'm going to have Mindy Weiss make you gorgeous Easter baskets. The period. The end. Period. <laughs> period. Dot. And she shows up to the parties. You know, but she doesn't do too, too much more. But what beautiful memories. I mean, have you thought of if you grew up receiving those gifts from your grandma, wouldn't you just be like, that's actually such a beautiful memory, like that at holidays, the way she goes all out for holidays. To me as a grandparent, that's very special. Yeah, no, I think it's, I I like, I love the family, Casey, you know, and I know. I love each and every one except Kendall. Okay. I want to say something about Kendall actually after this last episode. She needs deep psychotherapy. I am quite concerned, Casey. When I saw her bring a laptop out of that Cairo <laughs> hot bed. Hyperbaric chamber. I was like, is it allowed in there? First of all, you're someone who's worried about their health and you're taking like Wi-Fi in there. Like that just doesn't seem right. It's also like you're mummified. Is it sitting on... I couldn't believe she could get it open. Uh, Casey, what was in that room? I was also like, this is the health room, but I am seeing a photo booth back there. So there... All manner of thing in that room. This is someone who's like, okay, I have more money than God, but unlike the rest of my family, I can't put some of that energy and spirit towards children. So I'm actually going to baby and I will be my own child. Well, she's suffering from a severe... (laughs) I'm only laughing the way you started to say it, not what you're saying. (laughs) Severe panic and anxiety It's like, guys, you don't all actually have to be famous. Yeah, she'd do and better without it. I don't think it. it's for her. Yeah, I don't think so either. You know, the one most at ease with fame is Kylie. I know. Now, Kylie, I can't get a handle on. Was Kylie even she, in this season? She was, but she won't 
let you get a handle on her. Like she phoned in a voiceover that I think was a voice memo for the end, you know, when they were just yeah. like, where are they now? She was like, I'm good. Now you did, you did connect with Kylie though when she changed her child's name. Absolutely. <laughs> and I thought it was brave and I thought it was forward thinking. It's like sometimes we make mistakes. Are we not allowed to course correct? You're absolutely right. And you know, I, she didn't want him to be Wolf or was that his name? It was the thing, it was Wolf. She said he wasn't, He. she thought he was Wolf, and then it became clear as he developed. As time went on. <laughs> that this was no Wolf. You know. Wolf in sheep's clothing, if anything. <laughs> <laughs> in a sheep's blanket. Yes. There was actually a sheep under that sheep's clothing. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And, and we're all awaiting the name, you know, with bated breath. I still don't know it, you know, but... What I appreciate about America in these times is like, you know, I feel nothing for the monarchy. You don't either. I hate... I, I, a lot of disdain. Me too. A- after Diana, of course. Of course. Of course. May she rest. May she absolutely... <laughs> Please let her rest, everyone. Please let this woman rest. Please. <laughs> but... And I'm really upset with the brothers for having a falling out. She'd be so upset. That's over there. I blame Charles for that. Me too. The Kardashians are our royal family. And whether you like it or not, we've all accepted that. And you might not like it. Yeah, but but you're going to get it. And it's a matriarchy. And we're watching our monarchy is all led by women with new roles, with with tan Rolls Royces. and And Casey, I maintain that. The men's stories in this show are so fascinating to me. What the way that they, the way that they come in to be rehabilitated, and then they get discarded in a way. Like by the end of the season, to me, what was really interesting is like Kanye became irrelevant. It's mm. like not even like oh. I'm wrapped up in Kanye and what happened there and whether he did this or that to Kim. And But talk about High Road. She doesn't even mention That's what the I'm most saying. insane storyline we've all watched play out. Yeah. It's like he actually in in the world. And now, of course, he's a he is a brilliant artist. I mean, I absolutely I love Kanye's oh, music. I absolutely love him. And he suffers from mental yes. illness, as he has said. But in the world of the show, what's so fascinating is the power that they have. And then to have these men, the Tristans, the Lamars, the this and the that, become like, not just discarded, but not even footnotes. It's like, it's so... But it's after they don't discard them soon, soon enough. It's like, they're not discarded for like, Four years longer than they should be. They take too much. But then when they are gone, they're gone. Well, and I think what what it comes back to is Robert Sr.'s legacy and the legacy of protecting a man who is an abuser and protecting a man who's done wrong. Okay, June. <laughs> I mean, did we not see that play out? And then on the other hand, we have Chris who stood by Nicole Brown. But cheated on Robert, which Courtney's never forgave her for. And that is infused in every moment between them is you cheated on daddy. As the eldest daughter, she's having to defend the parent who has passed. Of that I empathize with her for. And you know, say what you will. As, and I do think you're right, that there's something, and I think falling in love definitely feels like you're addicted. You know, there's like that, addict, kind of like, I can't get enough. 
But I think you were right that there's something going on on Travis's end that with Courtney that mm. feels um, childlike and weird and yeah, insatiable. I don't know. And I'm, I'm worried about it. Now, June, we know a few people I'll share with you later that know him and say he's absolutely lovely. Anyway. He seems, he seems like a lovely, kind person and a great dad. And maybe this is triggering me in my own relationship. Because for instance, when that strange but yet nice woman came over and was telling them all their health things they needed to do, sitting way too close to them on the couch, Trav, (laughs) the way he was looking at court was so crazy. He was fixated on her, staring into her eyes for every comment. She'd be like, oh, I wonder if I can give up caffeine. He's like, you can do it, babe. Like my husband's never one time even A, listened that deeply, I think, nor looked into my eyes. Maybe ever. I know. I know. But But listen, Casey, I know it's like that's that was hard, too, because I think we were I mean, I would love to say that we're much more kind of evenly matched, but I don't have that. That level of sick adoration and commitment and belief, it's hard to watch, you know, and you're absolutely right. It might, it might reveal a lot about us. It's hard. <laughs> it's hard to watch. watch. It's hard to watch. Now, can we talk about for a second, let's just get dive into Kimmy, because to me, Who, this Kimmy? whole thing is Kimmy. This work, we're, we're, we're just Kim, Kim, nothing but Kim this season. And I loved it. I loved watching her. I love her newfound confidence. She has shucked off this man who has revealed to the world she considered aborting her child. Okay? Let's let that sink in. I didn't I would never come back from that. Sorry to report it to everyone. But like, that's what she's gone through. And she's finally let go of this man who also was kind of like a Svengali. Like there was a lot, like a lot going on there. And at the end of the day, it just seemed she needed him to like pick out her bike shorts. Like that's what it seemed like was the tie that bound. I I think what he did for her was he took her from reality star to like the cover of from Vogue. crayons to perfume. Yeah, yeah, to sir with love. Yes, and she wasn't getting on the cover of Vogue without him. Mm-mm. You know, she wasn't going to, and so that like he took her to Balenciaga. He took her to you know all that. <laughs> Stuff. <laughs> and it wasn't going to happen without him. He was a list. And yep. but the here's the great news: we don't need him anymore. That's right. We don't need we him don't anymore. Need him. We're and, passing baby bars left, right, and center. Well, yeah. just left. You know, we didn't get all of them. So I don't. So what are you saying? So the I don't know the difference between the baby bar and I just am saying I loved this season for her. Well, I just mean we had to take it a couple of times and I would have never listen, passed. So a lot I say of people that have so to take it love. a couple of times. I'm just so proud of her. It was really what I meant to be saying. I'm so proud of her too, Casey. She's doing amazingly. I'm so proud of her. And, you know, people don't have to spend their privilege and platform like that, like she's doing. And I'm so fucking sorry, but I really appreciate it. And that's a, a woman who's got a gazillion kids, it seems, and tons of, you know, empires to run. And I was triggered by that photo shoot with the kids running everywhere. Ooh, way. I was like, why are we doing this? Like, please stop. Please. And it seemed like we were doing it in like a skating rink. I know. Like the wall went up I curved. I couldn't tell where the lines of the room were. <laughs> the kids are quite literally running up the wall. And then someone was on like a two, like one of the kids was like a 
you know, a room where they interrogate you. He was like, but behind glass, like, there yes. you got it. And here's the thing that I, I, I actually appreciate about how they edit the show. We don't, we get to hear about the kids going haywire. I don't get to sit in it too much. And you know. Well, we see Nanny's feet just yes. running hither and thither. And I, for one, appreciate it. Oh, I love when the nannies come in. I'm like, can we just eat with the adults? And before I think it, they're gone. Yes, yes, yes. And sometimes they're at Sugarfish and sometimes they're at Nobu in Malibu and it's a big family dinner. And then next thing you know, you don't see them. And I, for one, say thank you because I got these guys around me all day long. And I'm like, when I sit down for my for my talkies, I don't want... <laughs> I want to see, see my gals together. Yeah. And you know who else I like as a nice presence? It's Mr. Gamble. Okay. I, what a gamble you all <laughs> taking on him. <laughs> I like him. Okay, Case. First mm-hmm. of all, do you have any of like the background in Craig Gamble? Like where did they meet? So he used to be, I believe he worked with Justin Bieber on like his tour security, that kind of world. And so they he came to us through the Bieber world. And that's all I got. Interesting. You know, and look. Do you think Courtney, because they seem to have a nice kind of relationship, like also put let your mom and Corey sit up front, please. Why are they sitting in the back? That really upset me. Well, I mean, I thought they were driving them. Oh, you're saying Courtney know, should but, have sat in the back. Yeah. Agreed. Agreed. But this is my question. It's like, has Courtney forgiven Corey <laughs> for that one tough moment? I don't know. Oh, I have. I have actually as well. I really have. I have as well, you know. Um, you know, I grew up in a household where, you know, things were here and there in yeah. terms of discipline. Yeah. You know, they weren't the way we'd want. And ultimately, I don't think those kids are ever going to be left alone with Corey and Chris alone. So I think there were consequences to that dinner at Nobu when Corey said that he would have hit Penelope across the face and mm. um, Chris stayed <laughs> silent. So I think that there were... <laughs> Definitely, there was fallout there. But um, but again, Chris and Courtney's relationship to me is so strained that I think Chris was like, actually, I am going to side with Corey on this one with this child. That's interesting. Because I think Courtney's actually like very withholding to Chris. And the only time I've ever seen her be friendly to her is when Chris was doing something for Travis. It's the most friendly I've ever seen her be to her. She's always like, hi, mom. You look cute. She's so, there's a real distinct, like, I mean, she said it really hurt her when her mom cheated on Robert. Wow. I think you're right, Casey. She went and lived with Robert alone. I don't, I don't carry that with me. And I, I think I need to. I think I need to bear that. Problem. Now, Chloe came a year later. But <laughs> Court was there alone and it was a lot of dinner she and Robert went to alone. And that was special time for them. Wow. Interesting. Interesting. You know, where's Rob? <sighs> Where is Rob and what's happening Where's with Rob? Arthur George socks? <laughs> Where's Rob? He's not even showing up to trials where he is on trial. But you see, that's what I'm saying about what happens to men. It's like the fucking Bermuda Triangle. Like they disappear. And of course, we understand, like, okay, so they're not filming. That's fine. But it's like they disappear in a way where it's like they. Because the show has such power, they've been like ejected from the metaverse. Like they're gone. And we don't even get to, it's one thing to not see him. We don't hear about him. We don't consider him a member of the family. When they refer to the family, we know that doesn't include him. 
I think it definitely includes him in Chris's heart and Chloe's heart. Do you think that he's on the text about Tristan? Oh, wow. (sighs) On the family thread. Is he on the family thread? God, if I could get the answer to that question, I think I would get the key to the universe. That's a great question, June. That's actually a question I'd like to put to all of you listening, any or the one of you listening. Is Rob on the text thread? It's so, and you know, I know we've we've touched on it before, but what we all know to be true is that Robert Sr.'s dream for Rob Jr. was for him to go to law school and become a lawyer. I think Courtney, there's some jealousy. It's like, okay, my younger sister kind of made us famous. But what I've got under my hat and what I can at least know in my back of my head is like, but it wasn't a great way we'd want to be famous. And now it's like, oh, okay. So I also happen to know Courtney considered law school, but then didn't want to be away from the family. Now, I learned all this recently on Gwyneth Paltrow's podcast. Courtney was So I'm on piping it. in with some information. Yes, she, it was just her. And she was so horribly ungracious to Gwyneth. Anyway, <laughs> didn't say thank you. Didn't say like, and I'm a fan of yours. She was like, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. It was really strange, graceless. But I did learn that she was like, I wanted to go to law school. And it sounded like the best times in her life, this is interesting, were the brief period where she and Chris were buyers for their children's clothing store. Dash? That's right. (laughs) That's when they were at their best. Well, you know, I think that the truth is for Courtney that she never, I think, you know, Kendall should not be in the spotlight and I think Courtney should not be in the spotlight. Like I think a smaller Calabasas life for Courtney where she could go get her wheatgrass shots and do all of the sort of like Calabasas mom things that she wants to do would have been just fine because everything else she touches feels so inauthentic. I'm like, you don't want to do poosh. You don't care about poosh. You don't care about this candle. You don't even know what the fuck one of this talking about when she said we're going to align as like two women in the wellness brand and show other women that we're not competing. Like, first of all, it was anyone thinking that like I poosh is not even on my radar. I was kind of like, Gwyneth, don't lower yourself to think that I you're in that competition too. with poosh because you're not. Goop is a global brand that's established itself, like it or don't. But I don't think Poosh is cutting into your sales. (laughs) I mean, I just... You know, the Kardashians have a troubling history, however, of naming their products like just off of another brand we know. It's like, guys, just give it one more brainstorm. Or, Or very problematic names. Like there's always something going on with the naming of things. Well, kimonos, I know. You know, that was, that was wrong. That was just wrong. I'll never forget Kimmy trying to figure out, do I cut off the tags? Sew in new ones? Or do I just scrap the whole lot? (laughs) (laughs) And I didn't know what she said. I think she kept cutting off the tags. But how come some skims don't have a crotch hole? I don't know. (laughs) I I don't know. Literally my only criticism for Kimmy. You know, I've only got one as well. And that's that skims is just going to discontinued their boob tape. Yeah. You know, I'll never recover from that. And I know people have tried to send me like other options and have tried to send Abby Arad other options. And it's just like, there's nothing like that skims tape. Why would they do that? I have a... I remember I had to borrow some from you and it was like... I know, I was like, careful, you know. 
You I've gave me rationing. such a paltry little amount. <laughs> and I'm like, I do have a bosom. Like, I need some tape. <laughs> I have a heavier buzz. Maybe what happened is that because the tape was so strong that it had caused some... Oh, like skin to come yeah. off. <laughs> yeah. You know? It was so good. It was yeah. so good. Well, anyway, I'm so excited that there was a new season. Oh, and I loved the way they did it. I thought it felt fresh. It felt Thumbnail. thrilling. I love them spiking the camera. I, I loved it. I loved it. being in the gym. To me, the gym was almost the new closet. Thank you. <laughs> absolutely right. Although I really also love seeing like, you see, you and me really agree where we want to exist is seeing Chloe's like organizational jars and like her. I love that. And I love seeing their houses. I feel like I'm, I feel fresh in Chloe's new house. I'm loving Chris and her, like, sharing the See, driveway. that's me. You know, that's my dream, is to be in a community where people are right next door. You can walk. That is my dream. And so it's really, it really, it's is. really scratching an itch for me. You know, what I would give to live in Hidden Hills. You know, we were there once. You can move there. It, yeah, I mean, like, I, I don't... I, I guess maybe I could. You know, it seems so far away, but you're right, it's... It's only about 20 minutes. <laughs> <laughs> you could be there, right, with the wow. cuckoos. Wow. That's too much to even... Honestly, it's like too much to even think about. You know, it's too I much know. to even think about. But of course, for me, always Chloe. And I, I have so enjoyed watching Kim's journey and connecting with her through the years. Because she wasn't always me my too. favorite. And I know you had always had a special spot for her. But I've really, like... I've really, I'm proud of but her. But I've told you, you remind me of Kim. I know. And maybe that's what I was struggling with. See, I see you as a Kim and me as a Chloe, very concretely. I can see that. I can see that. I mean, the thing that I struggle with, or I was surprised by, is the conversation they had in Chloe's And Paul as Kanye, of course. <laughs> Obviously. <laughs> yeah. But I was surprised that there was this discussion of like, can we interject about Tristan to Chloe? Like, can we talk about it? I found that very surprising. Like they're so close and yet there's there's this weird formality around what they're able to, how they're able to connect with each other. I'm like, of course you should go talk to Chloe. And speak to each other about relationships that are so beyond toxic. This isn't like, oh, maybe they're having a phase and you don't want to bring it up, to, you know. But I don't know. I do know sometimes when things are going on with close people, you're like, to enter into that is to really burst through the atmosphere. I guess so. But I do feel like with Chloe especially, wow. I mean, Kim said it. She's like, if if anyone knew what's been going on with Kanye and I, you know, it sounds like her sisters didn't even really know the extent of it. Yeah. It's weird. And I think they didn't know the extent of it with Lamar. It's tough because they want this narrative about Chloe. And believe me, I believe in my heart. Nobody has a better heart than Chloe. No one's a nicer person. She's kind to her core. It's so her nature to give second chances. Like, I believe her to be so kind. So I don't find her to be an idiot or stupid or anything. What I do wish is she would learn a different line in terms of like a little more self-respect. That she is owed. She's a great fucking person. And I just wish she would be a little more careful with herself and giving to herself. I'd love her to hear that. And she won't. Not <laughs> I'd on love this her podcast. To hear that. Yeah, I know. I worry about her and I want that. Why didn't Courtney have Caitlin at her wedding? This is again where, you know. It's like when you're out of the inner circle, you're out. out. And I have questions about like, 
the Jenners? Like, are they even Brandon Jenner? You know, all of those Jenners that we saw at one point. The singing Jenner, the singing Jenner's girlfriend, the like the Casey Jenner. Yeah, it's like, where are where are they? The long-haired blonde Jenner with the bangs. Yeah, she seemed very sweet. Very. Very nice. Like Malibu hippie type. Like, where are they? They're nowhere to be found. They're nowhere to be found. And it's like, I think that they, it's very sort of Clinton-esque where once someone has burned them, again, except for men, except for like romantic men in their lives, they, they really do cut them out. I think Caitlyn Jenner is such a fucking disaster. I do. I think she's... That's got to impact their relationship with Kylie and Kendall, too. I think that's very unspoken. Those pains and those hurts. That's their, We're not going there. You know? There's so much we're not seeing. And which is so wild because, like, they point the camera and we're focused on this and that. And it's, like, to know that this universe extends beyond the solar system. Like, beyond anything we can see. Wild our to think about. human eye. <laughs> yeah. it's, it's there's stuff that's so far away that we can never. We don't have the tools to travel to, to those places, <laughs> and not not in this lifetime. And you know what? In another lifetime, maybe we get at more of it. I know, but it's like I will always listen. I will always thank Kanye and Kim for encouraging Caitlyn to come out as transgender, for being a part of that conversation, for being a part of her journey. You know, and um, I wish Caitlin the best. I find her politics to be abhorrent. And um, I think she's a terrible person. And I think she has, uh, there's, I don't know, there's one right or wrong way to um, have this journey. But it's also like very true that you can be a terrible person no matter what identity is authentic and what identity you like grow into. You can just be a shitty person. And I believe that to be true of Caitlyn Jenner. <laughs> I love how you're saying that. Like, it's a beautiful, you're like, and everyone should have, well, I guess everyone should have the right to be a complete absolutely. asshole. Absolutely. I absolutely appreciate her living her truth. I'm so glad she did. and grateful for they showed, the fact that they showed it on the show and all of that. It's life-changing. And I believe her to be politically a disaster and, and personally a disaster. Oh, you know, multiple you truths are possible. Speaking of personally a disaster. You know what, June, before, before we get into that, let's, let's take a quick break. We're back. Brings us to one Ms. Teal Swan. Now, Case, I I have to be honest, there were parts of the documentary, The Deep End, and I know you also listened to the six-part podcast, which I have as well. And I'm also watching her rebuttal videos on YouTube. (laughs) She has one comes out after each episode, and they're 16 minutes long each, and they are persuasive. Go on. I want to get to those, too. Well, I... I can't believe we're starting off here. What are you about to say? I, I'll say this. I, you know, I don't have any, I didn't check my sources here and I don't oh, have any not one source. Of, Everyone knows. Okay. Not a source will be checked. I don't care. Yeah, it came to you in a dream. <laughs> Great. <laughs> you know, we're all tapping I, into the universal bank. Absolutely. The Akashic Records. I don't, yeah, I don't care if you heard this from one of your paintings. Yep. Um, <laughs> Go ahead. Your painting spoke to you. Go ahead. Uh, but I 
heard <laughs> that they filmed that documentary for three years. That's correct. Okay, that's correct. Now, when I heard that, I will say it did give me pause. Mm. It did give me pause. And I was like, hmm. They do. See, it's almost like if there were. I almost then once I heard that, I'm like, I wanted more terrible things to happen or I wanted more or I wanted something like way more balanced. But knowing that was a three year shoot. I mean, it could have been in drips and drabs. That's true. Right. Maybe not 365 days a year. Um, you're right. Maybe it's like they're here for a month. They're, they're back here for they're a here retreat. For a month. You're absolutely. They're in Costa Rica. You know, they're in, I don't know, Utah. Yeah, Utah. Well, let me speak to that because what Teal Please. claims in this week's Teal Talk <laughs> or whatever it's called. I don't want to give her a platform. I really no, don't. I don't either. I don't want to give her more hits. I'm just throwing this out. Her point is, and she she is cr- trying to create a movement and a hashtag, re- hashtag release the footage. But what Teal's claiming oh, is, for instance, she's like, this is a fact. This is her words. This is the fact. When they showed Blake, spoiler alert, so everybody know that. When they showed Blake and Juliana moving out, she's like, they edited it to make it look like I called him weak. She's like, first of all, that conversation where I call him weak, she's like, that happened after he and Juliana went to the ER for something very reckless they did. Now, I don't know what the hell that was about, but she's like, and if you knew what that was, you'd be mad at him too. She goes, but... She goes, but it make it, they made it seem like I'm saying it's weak for you to leave. And she goes, they sure did. And she goes, and then they move out. She goes, they, Blake and Blake moved out before Juliana moved to America. So she's like, so now they're going up the stairs moving in. She's like, and then the fish incident is totally separate. And then she goes, sidebar, Blake left the fish out in the sun for six hours. And you know how I feel about fish. I know. You and she's like, and they're having him dig up these fish you know, or bury them. And they're, they're basically stringing together a lot of things that she felt like, you know, for a narrative. Now, again, I believe this to be a terrible person who is so reckless and, and uh, you know, all of that. I'm just simply saying, I kind of see what she's getting at. So she says like, when the audience all raises their hand, when she's like, how many people of you would think you're in pain? Right. And the, like everyone raises their hand, which I remember thinking that's a little odd. She's basically like, how many people want to even no longer be here? And like everybody raised their hand. She's like, that's not the question that elicited that response. She's like, they're on my back. And then she goes, then they cut to Uh-oh. me smiling later in the thing as though I would be sitting here smiling at people wanting to end their lives. So she does <sighs> break it down a bit. You know, listen, look, uh, listen. you know, where, where she does say they got it right, which killed me, was the worst <laughs> what part. What did they get right? The worst they part. Right? She goes, look, you know, yeah, I don't want to, like, live with my staff's babies. She goes, and I'll own that. She goes, I, I just don't want to be, like, up with, you know, I don't think people should be raising their kids in my house. <laughs> I was like, well, that was a tough part. That was a really tough part. I mean, I guess like I appreciate the honesty in a way. It's like we do. I do think we know where we stand with her, you know, and it's the type of personality that is so frightening to me. Like there is something about her that and sometimes I want to I just want to say to these people, because Casey, I feel like you and I have met a few teal swans in our die. We've been around that energy. You know, Someone come into mind who had a very like teal swan ask energy. And sometimes I just want to say, like, you're not that interesting. 
You know? Yeah, she hasn't, she doesn't say one thing. As Matt McConkey said, like sometimes with these cult documentaries, you find yourself saying to yourself, oh, that little thing I kind of agreed with. Like I could see that being helpful. It's gobbledygook, not one thing. It's just these like platitudes strung together of just when she's like, there's two types of people in our lives, those that we're connected to and those that we aren't. It's like, yeah. Yeah. I will say the one thing I did walk, the one thing I did connect with was when she said it's harder, it's actually easier to forgive the abuser than those that kind of made the abuse possible. Okay. And I was like, oh, I I actually really have seen that in my own life. Like I can see that that's Mm, more painful. There's there's something to that. Okay. Yeah. What is reprehensible? and boy, do they get into it in the podcast series, is this idea of like planting false memories in people about their childhoods and also like completely, you know, the amount, what, well, here's what infuriates me. It's like the amount of people who have gone through sexual abuse as a child and then have to watch this fucking documentary where we see her like spreading, implanting false memories when it's like most people are too scared to just speak about real memories because it's so... And it's so traumatic. So then if someone doesn't need to go through that and live in that reality for it to not be true, which, you know, look, we don't know if that's true, but that seems to be the case. Not even that she's so much planting them as she's like urging. It's almost like you haven't done this right unless you've come up with some horrifying memory. And then she kind of like, kind of berates you if you don't bring something up in a way. And it is... I think Mary, the queen, the P.I., most unlikely P.I. you ever did see. I love her. She's a queen. When she I, said, I really want like a whole spinoff oh, about her. Oh, yes. What we I need would like give. a full show on her. Yeah. I love her. I want like Margot Martindale playing her. Like I want it all. And when she said this is a very fragile population, I'm like, that's it in a nutshell. I know. And like what's hard for me, Casey, is like you and I are members of that population. You know, like we could have easily, I want to say 15 years ago, we would have been a part of the Teal Tribe. You know, we would have. Absolutely. However, you and I weren't dealing with suicidality, which that is where she crosses such a deep line. Of course. Of course. She's she's so twisted. She she wants those people to come to her because I, I guess she does think she's helping people. But it's like for that to be the population you're working with with zero accreditation. And I, it's interesting in the podcast, they say that on her certificates, when people do the completion process, whatever the fuck that is, she puts <laughs> a seal, embossed seal from the state of Utah that they then sued her over. They're like, you can't put our state seal on this right. garbage. Right. <laughs> and this gobbledygook. And then it's been turned over to a debtor, a debt collection. They're trying to get their money back <laughs> from her. It is. I mean, and she is such a wild personality, like such a mix of like, you know, there's something so witchy about her look, but then there's also something like so dress barn about her look, you know, there he is. It's like, she's such a weird mix of like, I, I think maybe she's beautiful, but she's, I find her beautiful, I have to say. You do. Oh, interesting. I th- I think she is. And I, I also, you know, I don't like but that I find person. Her repellent. Yeah. When people have that long of hair that they're swinging around a lot, 
that to me is her biggest. I brought it up on this podcast before, you know. That to me is her biggest red flag. And, you know, I'm glad we're finding some connective tissue between Teal's hair and the Kardashian's hair, because I do think that Courtney cutting her hair that short was a very big break from the rest of the sisters. Courtney's now doing that Heather DeBro where it's like half up ponytail. Like, I know. You know, with a little in yep. the middle look. I know. Which I think looks I cute on her. I like Courtney. It's actually such a fun look for such an unfun person. It, it, <laughs> a thousand percent. But then it's like you've got the matriarch with such short hair. Which I also love. I love it too. Chris has committed to that short hair in a way that's like... It's like Rinesque. It's like we're never not going to see that hair. I love... It's so... Chris is so comforting to me. Anyway, back to Teal, you know. Yeah, but back to Teal. But I'm just saying like, you know, the Kardashians, their hair is so meaningful on the show. You know, the wigs, the ability to like, I'm a lawyer. Maybe now I'm a doctor. Like we wear many different wigs and you're never going to know if they're real or not. Like we don't know. I I don't ever know. I believe Chloe's always in wigs, but are you sure? I don't know. That's what I'm saying. It's like so mysterious. And then we have Teal over here. Dying her and hair that in the bathtub. Dying that hair in that bathtub. That like reddish kind of henna. I don't know oh. what the fuck that was. Oh, oh, awful. Just awful. Awful, awful stuff. Awful stuff. <laughs> Just awful stuff. Who I feel the most <laughs> bad for is her kind of right-hand woman, her assistant. I actually don't even want to talk about her because it's it's honestly too dark. It's too dark. Casey, I had to fast forward that. I, there are parts of, again, there's docu- parts of the documentary that I could not watch and fast forwarded through. And that was one of them. You know, I watched every frame. Um, yeah, I, well, I saw her in her clothes in a tub and I heard sort of where she was going and recounting a tale of her childhood. And I said, skip. Skip, skip. There were a lot skip of thirty seconds in more, that. Skip thirty same seconds bathtub. <laughs> what the fuck was that bathtub? Well, they're all in this one house. You know who else I found very creepy? So, to me, the scene that was like the most fascinating scene, and and, and Teal doesn't really actually like say that didn't happen. Is the one where she goes around. She's so manipulative and she's so dark and evil. I've never seen someone so unhappy, by the way, who's trying to leave the masses. But maybe that's her point. It's like, look, I've been there. I'm here. But when she sits around with everyone and she's like, Juliana, why don't you tell us why it is you don't like me? And she's just like, I think you're very powerful. And she's like, how about everyone else will tell me why you don't like me? It's so, it's actually brilliant in a way. So then her followers are in this position like they have to sell out this other sweet girl. So wild the scene I've ever seen. <laughs> and the too. couple, when they, they look so sweet, that little couple, and they were Ooh, like, but You're, they bash her. <laughs> you think Teal's disgusting? They're like, you think she's jealous of you? Um, you want to kill Teal? <laughs> you wish Teal would end her life. It's delivered so positively. They're like, and you are upset that Teal uses her sexuality? Uh, <laughs> and then like, Blake's like, whoa, dudes, harsh. Poor Blake is, is so thin. I know. I know. I did think Teal seemed happy at their wedding. Just want to throw that out there. I don't know why I'm, I'm not defending Teal. I'm just, I was swayed by her videos a little. Well, her videos, she has such a different persona. She's like, hello, how are you? She's like, everyone knows that I would not behave like that the way the filmmakers made me. 
it's wow. she has such a stilted, halting, much more upbeat, positive thing. She's like, you all know me. Oh. And I'm like, when I see her, she is like a wreck. A wreck of a person. A wreck. And my favorite but character, beyond Mary, the PI. No, that, yeah. she's number one. Number two is her tennis coach, who is her manager. <laughs> I was laughing with David every time he would say anything. He'd be like, Teal, I will fix this if you could work on your backhand more. <laughs> Just picturing him, like only having tennis jargon. Like, he's like, what am I doing here? What is he doing there? What is he doing there? He's like, I was a tennis coach and Teal saw something in me to manage her. It, it's really... It seems really nice. He seems like a nice guy, you know, and the three of them are listening to that sort of review from the PI and Teal's looking at them like, what the fuck did you get me into that this is all on camera? I mean, I knew that's what she was thinking. Like, they have this footage now. And did they hire that Okay, PI? so Teal says, a lot of people don't understand. This isn't, she wasn't from the government. She, she wasn't the filmmaker she didn't hire. She goes, I hired her. It's like, oh, okay, so that's even worse, her conclusion. And she goes, for that woman to confront me when I hired her. It's like, but that's why you hired her. It makes me know even more I know. how wrong you are. I know. I mean, it's something so wrong to not have any accreditation and to take people who are, who are fragile and feeling this way about their lives and for you to have zero background. She's like, I'm untrusting of the medical community. Oh, so community. dangerous. I'm untrusting. So dangerous. And when she sit, says shit, like I can see, you know, on the podcast, she's like, I can see, I can see that you're dehydrated. I can see that your, you know, your cells aren't like, she's saying things that everybody feels dehydrated. I mean, you are, Casey, all the time. Always, actually. chronic. Always. But um, most most of us are. Like, it's such When she's like, what you bullshit. don't realize, what you don't realize is that I'm watching the blood pump through your body. I, I can see anything medically going on with someone. And then in this rebuttal, she's like, I, I, it's really unfortunate. I didn't know that they were out to smear me. <laughs> it's like, Teal, I thought you could literally see their blood pumping in their veins. Right, you missed that? She's like, for three years, unfortunately. I missed. Yeah, miss. I didn't read that one correctly. (laughs) Paintings didn't tell me. No one told me. No one told me. You know what I also resent? I feel like there's a type of woman who gets into this type of work. And what they do is they have an energy where they don't like subscribe to the normal kind of cadence of conversation (laughs) where, you know, you try to make someone feel comfortable. You try to kind of listen and reflect back an energy that you're hearing. They come at you with so little Mm. that you then start to believe that they are the truth Mm -hmm. because they don't feel any obligation to make you feel comfortable, which is like, okay, that's fine. But it doesn't mean that they're right. And it doesn't mean that they're they're sages. It just means that they are not engaged in that type of like interaction. You know, there is um, a natural kind of volley between humans. And when someone doesn't pick up their ball and throw it back in the way we're used to, it can almost feel like they're on another planet or they have some secret. And it's like, it's not true. They're just they've figured out that that unsettles people and they weaponize it. Totally agree. I saw someone in a Reddit thread just sort of made me laugh. (laughs) They just said simply, 
allowing a documentary crew to follow you around is a rookie mistake for a cult leader. (laughs) (laughs) Ah, It's just a rookie mistake. It's like... It's a rookie mistake. If they want to... And I think that should... I I want all cult leaders to hear this if you're listening. I'm listening. Yeah, I'm listening. Yeah, yeah. If someone comes and says, I'd like to film you, like, just say no. That's a no. That's a no. Okay, yeah. everybody, if I can give any anyone one thing from this. Is that. I, I, you know, I love that sweet Juliana. What a doll. Oh, I loved her. God, and I wanted her out of there. What a doll. And she's coming in just like, oh, and her sweet family. Now listen, here's the thing. I feel this way about Scientology. Like, don't fucking trust any group that is telling you you have to disconnect from your family. God, that's dangerous. And I hate like corporations and a company. It's like, we're family. Come work at our family. It's like, no, 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 no. You're not. And that's okay. It's not family. I told you this, June. And, I, I, you know, my, my girlfriend who's a psychologist said that she's read many studies on this. Again, do I know this to be true? I don't, you know. But that even in cases of abuse, obviously, of course, there's times when it's appropriate to disconnect from family, of course. But I'm just saying... Even in those cases, what's actually can be even more traumatizing for people on top of the abuse is to disconnect in a way. It's like almost perhaps sometimes safer for someone to find some something within that because to cut yourself off from all family is so upsetting, you know? And the fact that Teal's urging people to do that is is so, so reckless. reckless. So reckless to be a part of... Um telling people who have who are at risk of suicide to be in to have them in to have them that's what in I mean they already have so little like so upsetting it's really so upsetting yes and that doctor said it on the gateway podcast he just said we are taught in like our profession when someone is has suicidality you do not bring up past trauma it is not the time to go into trauma and that is what she does and it is so dangerous not only past trauma, trauma that is perhaps untrue. It's like two layers of, three layers. The fact that she's not even like accredited by even like an online like, and now she's got her practitioners all over the country doing the same. Kind of felt like, you know, in acting school, we had a little bit of this and there's some an acting school out here that did this a lot, which is like, okay, I'm the teacher, but I'm going to have you guys pair off and criticize each other. Trouble. Like, go in the other room. Trouble. And then, like, you guys are going to look into each other's eyes for, like, 10 minutes, and you're going to tell each other what's wrong with you. It's like, that's what Teal's basically doing. You're coming to her workshop, and she's like, hey, I mean, it's the most absurd thing I've ever seen. She's like, you're going to be your mom. Oh, you're going to be your dad, and you're going to be your kitty cat. Go. And people are, like, wailing and screaming and taking on these personas of each other's family members. And a random stranger is saying, I'm picking up on the fact that your dad abused you. It is And you always got to be careful of like trauma connection in general, like people who, because it is a powerful thing to connect with someone over like similar traumas and, and bringing your own trauma to the table. And, you know, it's, oh, yeah. And she prizes trauma. So in a way, it's like, we're all bonded here. We're here for this reason. And maybe if I'm not looking at my trauma or trauma, I don't see that makes me like not wanting to try hard enough to, yeah. to fix myself. And it's like, Everyone just wants to be fixed and everyone does have trauma. But what we don't need is no. more trauma. That's not true. No. On top of trauma. It's so dangerous. I mean, she should be put in jail. She really should. And to have people channeling. I mean, I did. She's I got did no license to take. take. That's true. I did like disbarred from what? There was nothing. Yeah. 
from but I did sort of want to ask yeah. Juliana on a follow up. Like, so were you really channeling that guy's mom? Remember when Juliana was writhing around? You know, yeah. I think it's like in acting school, June. You know, when we'd all like, you just kind of like, you know, you kind of go with it. <laughs> you gotta go <laughs> yes. with it. Just go with it or whatever that Nancy yeah, Myers go with it. I'm also like, where are the success stories? Like, is she the success story? Because if that's, Great what, question. If that's where we're all headed, like, count me out. You know? Never seen someone so kind of miserable. Les Miserables. It's very Kourtney Kardashian. Like, imprisoned by a life of misery. You know, it's just a miserable person touting around a wellness brand and saying, I'm the one that will teach you how to live. Yeah. Give me someone with a beam of light in them and a caring concern for others. I I didn't see one bit of genuine concern. I don't see it in Courtney for her sisters Ever. ever. And I don't see it in Teal for her followers ever. It's disturbing. It's very disturbing. It's like she hates them, hates being around them, you know, and wants nothing to do with them. You know what? Let's take one quick break and we'll be right back. And we're back. Yeah, I mean, she's just collecting broken toys. It's very, very, it's very distressing. And hurting them further. And and unfortunately, of of course, we saw a couple of housewives liking... Teal's posts on Instagram. So she does have a pretty big platform. There, you know, everything's coming together. You know, before we go, June, I want to just recommend a show I've just started sinking into. You've probably watched it, but to me, it's like the antidote, the good version of a Teal, which is that Showtime show couples therapy with Orna. Oh, okay. I mean, I am weeping. It's so, it's a documentary. It's so beautiful, June. It's not, there's nothing sensationalist about it. It's just beautiful couples coming in. There's four or five couples every season and they show snippets from all of their therapy sessions. This therapist is so brilliant and kind and trying so hard to help them. And then sometimes she'll say, what should we do here? What do we think? Should we go our separate ways or do we want to like dig in and work? And it's with the beautiful intention, unlike Teal, of like, let's, she's like, I need to find the music you guys are playing together, which is here's the music. You are vulnerable. So you lash out, then you pull back just like your dad did. And that's the song we're playing. Can we change these notes? And sometimes she's like, we can't. It's unbelievable show. I'm just offering that up as a kind of... That's a nice antidote, yeah, yeah. you know. And until next season of The Kardashians, you know, I'm... I'm They're not going to make us wait a year, enough. right? And I want to... I hope not. And I, I want to thank them, Absolutely. you know, for putting out more content. I didn't know. I can't believe I thought it was the end before. <laughs> the joke oh, was, was on like, me there, no! but I really thought. <laughs> me too. I was like, so gutted. But it's just nice to be back with my friends. And you know, we, we were scarred because you remember when, <laughs> I don't know if you're going to want me to cut this. <laughs> when you were at my house, I had been like recently let go from SNL. And it was when you and I started getting into Kardashians. And we were watching like season one. And we're over at that weird house yeah. I rented for a little bit on like, I don't even know, Hyperion. And you were going to the bathroom, you were peeing. And I yelled to you, Oprah's going to leave her show. And you yelled, no. <laughs> <laughs> and I think it was so upsetting for us. And you staggered out of the bathroom, white as a ghost. <laughs> white as down. a ghost. 
Oh, we I cried. We cried. And, and so, of course, when the, when when Chris says we're pulling the plug, who are I'm sure the ink had been signed on Hulu. <laughs> I know. And yeah, I know. And I don't blame them for like making us all watch that season finale. But I just want them to know I would have done that yeah. anyway. You know, even if I like, I would have. Even if I knew there was more, I still would have watched the season, the series finale on E. So, and if I could throw one, one just thing I'd like to see, it's not again. None of this is criticism. It's just like I've seen the Christmas lights up in the background, but I feel like I got it, like the trees and and, and the amount of Christmas. I, I talk Christmas mm. song, but like you know, their Christmas is such a huge part for them. Yeah, we didn't really get that. Could we just get some insert shots later? Like the gals don't even have to be there of just like the decorations, and that's my only ask. I think that's great. Yeah. And, you know, I don't I don't know if this is true, but Jessica Sinclair maintains that they actually are shooting at their houses now. I think it's definitely their gyms. I think it's their houses, you know. And I do want to know, like, I feel like they're hitting the gym. And this, you know, once I come out of my COVID haze, I'm going to really try to do better. But I feel like the gals are hitting the gym around like 530 a.m. Yeah. When Kim continues to lift Waits upon learning <laughs> that Tristan has fathered a baby and her trainer hands her the weights and she I says, This is fucking unbelievable. Wait up, wait down, wait up, wait down. <laughs> I scream. Eight. And it's nine like and nothing ten. stops them from hitting the gym. For me, if like a breeze blows, I'm like, I don't think I should go out there today and work out. I know. If a thought crosses my mind, I'm like, Well, can't. I know. Not even your beloved sister being publicly humiliated again can stop them. Listen, if you got time to lean, you know, if you're standing there, like... You're right. Like, her mouth was still moving. She was still... Yeah. And you know what I have also gotten from Kim? So I I noticed this season, I'm like, oh, wow, she's really voice transcribing a lot of her texts, which... I'm always like, I honestly don't like texting back and I don't like you mean voice emails memo because I hate actually or... typing. Not voice memo. Not voice memo. Because I do that a lot and it really annoys people. Um, your texts yeah, are very hard. To I read. do it all the time. I'm like, people must think I'm like on pills. Like I'm not. It's just, it's all Siri all the time. Yes. Yeah, so I've never done that. And I'm finding my relationship to text and responses to be a little bit better because I've started doing that. Now, what I do is I yeah. voice transcribe. You can roll a lot of them you off. You really the can. And what I do now is I voice transcribe and, but I will, oh, I, I will look at it. Yeah, I know you will. I'll be like, I'll be like, hey, December 27461, Teal Swan. And you're like, I'm just like asking you to go to dinner. <laughs> Yeah, yours are pretty chaotic, you know, Absolutely. to try to follow. And there's no punctuation. Like, why don't you ever say period or question mark? You know, if you say those things, I know, pop up. just kind of like everybody knows where I'm at, what I mean, you know. It's hard. I'm going to tell you, it's hard to know where it's actually quite hard. I also heard someone say my emails are so chaotic and I do check them over. Oh, Casey. What is chaotic oh, about Casey. them? I'm genuinely curious. Is it the amount of caps or exclamation points? I, hmm. It's, there's a lot, there's all the punctuation. So texts are like, there's no sentences, sentence okay. structure. And then in the emails, it's like all of the punctuation, so many exclamation points. <laughs> and then like what I wish for is just uh-huh. some clear paragraphs. Okay. <laughs> what do you mean? You know, where I, it's so stream of consciousness. <laughs> 
it's like we're really following your thought pattern. It's not like we're following like what you want to communicate to us. It's like we're following just like yeah. where <laughs> yeah, your head's yeah, yeah. at. <laughs> <laughs> okay, now we're all having a laugh, but you know, and I'm not bringing the mood down. I'm actually bringing it up. I mean, so I first heard about this on my my best friend, Amanda Sovic-Johnson from Growing Up. She's a doctor. She has this podcast, podcast therapist, and she runs this whole clinic called Virginia Family Therapy. And it's about girls with ADHD and women with ADHD. Then I heard another episode on this topic on Gwyneth Paltrow's podcast on Goop. And I'm like, I've got ADHD. I have the most full-blown case a human could possess and have. And normally we think of it as something in young boys. June, when I heard the characteristics, it was like, beyond looking into a mirror, it was like, I've been understood. All this time I'm trying to go off my fucking goddamn Zodiac sign. It's like, I have a diagnosis. (laughs) Like, thank you, Jesus. Yeah. Yeah. Right off the bat, they're like, is there a friend that's never been on time once? They have ADHD. Like, that's it. And we can go through a thousand million more questions. Can't cook because your executive functioning can't allow you to. Mm. Prone to outbursts, prone to addiction to sugar, mm. prone to postpartum and any type of um, periods or, um, you know, when you get pu- puberty, when you have a baby, when you hit menopause, you're going to go into the deepest of darkest of depressions. There is some... And also just can't find your keys. Like you're going to come back in the house like 17 times for a key. You can't remember the thing you just said. You're going to put the wrong date on a thing. You cannot, the executive functioning, it's not there, but you're hyper-focused on things you care about. So you can work 15 hours straight on something someone else wouldn't. So it's actually kind of a beautiful thing too. I, I, I'm very glad that you've come to this diagnosis. Yeah. And unfortunately, it doesn't seem there's anything to be done, you know, where I'm at. Right. You know. So, well, acceptance is key. You know, it's a first step. And it feels great. I honestly love this label. Yes, I can only imagine. I think it definitely is. It's, you wear it well. And I Thank think you're you a so great much. case study for like the. A lot of CEOs are because they have hyper focus on things. And if you don't care about it, you don't focus on it, which is why I turned in my math SAT blank, which is why I turned in my Latin SAT uh, test blank. And I didn't put my name blank. I didn't know one answer. My Spanish. You have SAT? Yeah. No, yes. Blank. For my other like exams, I wouldn't even put my name on because I wanted the teacher to think for a second they had lost it. <sighs> Give them a second's pause. You know, like, is that on me? <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> oh, my God. It's like, have you been told you're too talkative? Yes, 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 yes. <laughs> yes, 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 yes. <laughs> Yes, yes, and yes. Are you exhausted 4 p.m. because your brain's so flooded with just stream of consciousness thoughts that are racing <laughs> at a degree that you can't even possibly catch up with? Yes! Do you try to take stimulants to raise the dopamine in your brain? Yes. So I'm sorry to make this about my adult ADHD diagnosis, but there's so many women have it, and I'm very happy for to- you. And I do think, you know, all this stuff goes like weirdly undiagnosed with, with women because we assume that any kind of neurodivergence is, you know, for boys. And we're so kind of careful about diagnosing boys. But that's, I think that's wonderful. You yeah, know, really it's, do. It's, Happy it's for you. It's about not being able to regulate. Here we are. Look, it seems I need to. Um, thank you, June. Thank uh, you, Casey. I mean, yeah, this is a thank real you myself, treat. Too. 
And look, we might play again later. You know, we never know when those two cats <laughs> got to see their family members. <laughs> I know. Right. And I'm really excited to touch down on couples therapy. That's a hot you tip. You will absolutely love Can't it, June. And in a couple of months, we'll be back with some more insights, you know, I'm sure. Have a great week, Casey. And, and have a great week, Deep Divers and Bitch Dash fans. And have a great week, June. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. 